<sighs> when I wake up in the morning and the alarm gives out a warning, I don't think I'll ever make it on time. By the time I grab my books and I give myself a look, I'm at the corner just in time to see the bus fly by. It's all right. I'm saved by the bell. If the teacher pops a test, I know I'm in a mess. And my dog ate all my homework last night. Riding low in my chair, she won't know that I'm there. If I can hand it in tomorrow, it'll be all right. Oh, it's all right, because I'm saved by um, the... It's all right, because I'm saved by the... Time out. Dustin, why are we doing this? Well, Steven, uh, we're about to talk about one of the greatest teen sitcoms of all time, Saved by the Bell. The original and the reboot? Yep, coming up next. So much TV to be seen and you can't match status quo. Just sit back and relax, my friend, because we're going to watch a show. Dustin can watch. Welcome to Dustin Can Watch, where I love to talk about new shows that I'm watching and maybe how they relate to my past life or not my past life, not my reincarnated life, but my life in the past. And today to help me with that, I have Steven from Creek Talk, a Dawson's Creek podcast. How you doing, Steven? I'm good, Dustin. It's nice to finally meet you face to face. Yeah, it's exciting. totally. I'm, I'm yeah. <laughs> I'm so excited for you to be here. I know that, you know, Saved by the Bell was a big, you know, show for you back in the day. It was for me, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, we both grew up with it, you know, basically as our our teen sitcom of the day back in the mm-hmm. 90s. And um, yeah. Um, but first, I want to talk about Creek Talk, which is another uh, podcast that you do that actually focuses on another 90s show, Dawson's Creek. Mm-hmm. And you do that with Jamie, correct? Yes. Um, So Creek Talk is a podcast. Um, It's a recap podcast about Dawson's Creek. Um, And I do it with my really good friend, Jamie. Um, We started it like two months ago. (laughs) We're already almost on like episode 10. It's crazy. But it's just a recap show about Dawson's Creek. And I wanted to do it because... um, I just felt like there were so many Dawson's Creek shows out or podcasts out there that I just could not connect with. And I tried so hard to do that. I just couldn't connect with them. And I, and I wanted like a project for myself, especially during like the pandemic. Like it's been crazy, you know? And yeah, you gotta have some kind of project going on with being isolated so much more. Yeah, exactly. So Jamie had just finished watching the whole series and I said, I wonder if she'll want to do this with me. And she was like all about it. And, you know, from there, we just had meetings and we talked about it. And, you know, it's just been really great so far. I've really enjoyed just going back and watching the show from my teen years that I just really loved. And, you know, it's such a big part of me for for some reason, as much as I like put it out of my life for like a couple of years, not a couple of years, like a long time. Um I was such a big fan of this show back in the day. And um, I was like, it'll be fun to like, you know, go back and watch it and um, just enjoy it again. And it's been very nostalgic for me going back and watching these show, the episodes and listening to the music. And um, it's just been really fun. I'm just happy that um, we're having fun doing it. 
So that's I'm all having that fun I, listening I, to it, and I'm rewatching oh, the episodes with you. I'm not just listening to your commentary on. It. I'm rewatching it because I want to know what what you're talking about, obviously. And oh, good. I'm happy. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad. Yeah, it was. It's really good. And I, you know, I encourage anybody who, especially if you're a Dawson's Creek fan, or if you just want to jump in, watch an episode before you you listen. I think that's where you should go because um, yeah. it just makes everything more relevant. And then Stephen yeah. and Jamie just kind of talk about the episode, but also their friendship and their daily lives and whatnot as well. And um, <laughs> we talk about a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah, you do. And there's really no topic off limits, it seems. No. But, uh, <laughs> no. Well, that's what I wanted. I wanted us to have just like a like a natural, organic conversation. And, you know, if we can relate our personal uh, lives into what is happening on the show or <laughs> whatever it is <laughs> it's just fun to just talk about it and you know relate and have people relate to us so you know my whole goal is to just have people listen to it and feel like they're part of our conversation because that's what i love when i listen to a podcast where i where they're just like so involved in a conversation that might not even have to do with what their their um show is about and i'm like yeah i totally agree i wish i was like talking to them right now about yeah this. you're like the to... third party at the table just listening like the you know yeah, in the exactly. fourth wall in a way but um, but yeah, I understand. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And the one thing is with Say by the Bell, there's not really much to relate to as far as like <laughs> real <laughs> teenage problems. You know, like I said before, we grew up with Say by the Bell in the 90s and it had started mm-hmm. out as another show um, mm-hmm. called Good Morning Miss Bliss, which starred yeah. Haley Mills as Miss Bliss. And that quickly changed and evolved from there. Um, mm-hmm. So what I asked you to, if you can look up some stuff about Good Morning, Miss Bliss. Did you find anything mm-hmm. about that creation? Yeah. All right. So I'll just get into what I found out. <laughs> I, just, I just Googled everything. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> so I wasn't, I have to tell you, I wasn't like a fan of Good Morning, Miss Bliss. I do remember watching it when I was younger. Um, and I do remember it being on the Disney Channel because that's where it started. Um, but when the show uh, transformed into Say by the Bell, it's like to what it is now. I mean, I'm sure that's like when everybody really started to enjoy it. But I just feel like they're similar, but they're not. Um, they're just two different shows to me. But, oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Good Morning, Miss Bliss. It actually started um, on the Disney Channel and it aired for one season. It was 1988 to 1989. And like you said, um, it starred Hallie Mills, who was from The Parent Trap. Um, and I always remember watching those Parent Trap movies when I was a kid. So, um, like, I knew who she was, you know, when I was a kid. So I yeah. knew who this lady was. Um, and it actually, um, it also featured Dennis Haskins, who plays Mr. Belding. So those were, like, your two main adult characters on the show. They had some other, like, inconsequential ones. I don't even know who they were. There was, like, um, another teacher who was kind of goofy. And then there was yeah, the, the, quote, black teacher, the token black teacher. Yeah. Who was, like, was he, like the radio guy or he was the janitor or something i, I don't know what, what he I... was or he was just administrative maybe yeah something I, like I, that i don't know but, but he was like the goofball you know yeah he was like more of like the comedy relief guy i guess um but his name was tk carter i believe so yeah that series was set in indianapolis indianapolis at john f kennedy jr high and the kids were all in eighth grade. So it actually starred Mark Paul Gosseler as Zach Morris, Lark Voorhees as Lisa Turtle, Dustin Diamond as Screech Powers. And then there were um, two other characters um, that eventually got 
recast. So it was Max Patimo as Mikey Gonzalez and Heather Hopper as Nikki Coleman. And if you like gold Google, um, IMDb them, you'll see all the things they did when they were like back in the 80s and 90s because I remember seeing Heather Hopper in um, True Beverly Hills. Yeah. <laughs> I love that movie. Yeah, I did too. <laughs> Um, so yeah, after one season, it was picked up by NBC, and they re- retooled the show as Saved by the Bell, and it started airing on Saturday mornings. Um, do you want me to get into whole, all that? Or well, I know that like it was so the original was created by this guy named Sam Bobrick, mm-hmm. and that was Good Morning Miss Bliss, and then Peter Engel of NBC basically took it over and developed Saved by the Bell from that. Right. Yeah. And he basically kind of became the creator of what we know of Saved by the Bell in a way. Um, yeah. And then I, the thing I wanted to talk about was like how the theme song was made because that was very interesting because um, when they were making the theme song, which we recited at the beginning, <laughs> funny, <laughs> but um, the guy who wrote the theme song is named Scott Gale. And so Scott Gale, there was all these theme songs they came up with because Peter Engel was like, yeah, I don't want anything that's going to have the title of the show in the song. So I want you to do this. He gave all these notes of things, what not to do. So they went by that guideline and then each one sucked. Like each song <laughs> was horrible. It did not work. But then Scott Gale was like, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and write this song and have Save by the Bell on it. And he, and he played it for him as the, like the last resort. And Peter Engel's like, you know what? I'm so glad you didn't listen to me because this is actually yeah. perfect. And it's so catchy. And so, you know, and it's, like, it's it perfect. Is. It's a perfect song for this, you know? Exactly. Um, and they did a really good job. So that became the theme song, which I thought was really neat. Which, you know, of course, got retooled for the reboot, but we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it got retooled again. But so, yeah, so Saved by the Bell, it went into high school era. And I guess they were freshmen at the beginning of it at this point. I, you know, they did four years, four seasons of it. So in the last season, they were seniors. So they didn't really yeah. speak about what age group they were in. They just until they got to senior year. But um, so, yeah, Zach became like the lead character. It was no longer Miss Bliss. Miss Bliss was gone. And Zach Morris became the scheming blonde who all the girls liked and he was popular and whatnot. And then he had a rival show up and that was AC Slater, which is Mario Lopez, um, who was his frenemy, basically, on again, off again, best friend in a way. They had Samuel Screech Powers on there, which was supposedly Zach's best friend, too. They always do this on TV shows. Like, everybody's a best friend. I'm like, which one is your actual best friend? Because and they were so Jesse Spano street. was his best friend as well because they lived next door to each other. Yeah. And, which, and they also moved it from Indianapolis to the Palisades in California. Yeah. <laughs> Bayside. Yeah. High. Yeah, it was just totally retooled, but they brought these same characters back and added more, which made it more exciting and more, um, I guess, just more fun for a Saturday morning show for kids. Oh, yeah, definitely. Know? Definitely. It was goofier. You know, it was kind of like that yeah. Nickelodeon sitcom type of thing. What what became, I think this is kind of like where the start of that came from for teen sitcoms or kids. Sitcoms. Oh, yeah. It's because, you know, oh, we can do this. We can maybe goofy and whatnot. And they brought Mr. Belding over, who is now the high school principal. Mm-hmm. And um, so he's kind of bumbling. He's smart, but he's bumbling. You know, he's just they, they pull one over on him all the time. <laughs> and yeah, so but you still had Lisa Turtle as well, and then you had Kelly Kapowski, who is who was Tiffany Amber Thiessen at that time, and she was the popular girl, the sweet you know down home type popular girl that everybody wanted to be with and everybody wanted to be best friends with, and mm-hmm. and you had Jesse filling the role as the the kind of I want to say snarky bitchy uh, 
smart like girl. Like, know it all. Who was also pop popular and pretty. Like, they were all popular. Even Screech yeah. was popular. You know, they were all the popular kids, and this is the ones we focused on. <laughs> Dustin, they were the only six character <laughs> students in the school. The only ones that stayed in that school, anyway. <laughs> Everybody rotated in and out without a bat of an eye. Like, it was just so fast. And then the <laughs> senior the only year, mattered. senior year, they added extra episodes, and I guess mm -hmm. like um, Elizabeth uh, Berkeley and Tiffany Amber Thiessen couldn't be in it for some reason, so they had to add in another girl, and they added in um, Leanna Creel, mm -hmm. and she came in as Tori, who was mm -hmm. kind of this <laughs> tough biker chick girl who also had a soft side, and of course Zach and Slater fought over her as well. And which I liked Tori. I thought they should have just brought her in on the show a I lot earlier. Too. I would have liked I to have like seen Tori. her and Jesse and Kelly interact, but they didn't happen. Like they, they just disappeared. It was like they spread Tori well, out throughout the season. And well, what happened was um, they, so they ended up, um, they filmed the whole final season up into the graduation. Right. And NBC ordered an extra 11 episodes. So by that time, the um, Tiffany Amber Thiessen and Elizabeth Berkeley were already out of their contract. They wanted out because they wanted to audition for pilot season. And I think at that time, that's when Tiffany Amber Thiessen started to um, uh, audition for uh, like 90210 because I know she ended up going to yes. that soon after. And I know Elizabeth Berkeley was. We all know about <laughs> showgirls. Show <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so they, like you said, they added on this character, Tori, and that. Uh, I so I love the Tori episodes. Everybody seems to have like an opinion about them because she just appears out of nowhere. Um, and then but, she disappears, just like everybody else does. Just, yeah, into the they void. Have graduation, and she's not even there. But <laughs> I like those episodes because I like quirky things and confusing things and weird things that you have to like, you know, put together things like that. And so having her join the cast and the other characters be like well we don't have we don't even have any those other two friends anymore we don't even want to talk about them so let's just <laughs> integrate this new girl yeah so let's bring this new girl into our group and she can be part of our crew now um no explanation she, needed yeah but she was such an interesting character to me because clearly she's a lesbian <laughs> clearly <laughs> And um, I know the actress. The stereotypical lesbian. We'll say that first. Yeah. yeah. She's clearly a um, stereotype of a lesbian. It's so funny. Um, even my sister, my, my younger sister's a lesbian, and she's like, oh, yeah, she's a lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> so, but the thing that. Um, the thing that kind of bugged me about that last season with the Tory episodes is how they were, they would switch every week or, um, or however they aired it during the nineties, they would air like the regular cast and then Tory episode, a regular cast Tory episode type thing. And it totally so the, did not match the continuity. No, like they, no, looked, they even looked different. Like you could tell they went back later because like Lisa's style was completely different than she yeah. was in the other episodes. And you know, like Zach's hair was a little bit different and it was like, what, that always confused me. I was like, what are these airing out of order when I watched it yes. live? Like, and you know, I didn't get to actually watch a lot of them live. A lot of them I had to watch via TBS. Oh, okay. Because for some reason, I live in Memphis or the Memphis area and mm. we're known for our wrestling here. Oh, okay. you know, like Andy Kaufman <laughs> and whatnot. And every Saturday morning they would preempt Saber the Bell at 9am and have 
all of a sudden you would just see the thinker and it was like you know saturday morning memphis wrestling i'm like what and they wouldn't like show the episode later or anything they just didn't show oh, it so i call, i missed a lot of them so i would be like every saturday morning i would like is it gonna come on is it gonna because i never do because i don't think the tv listings were even updated to where they would just say oh by the way it's coming on oh it always yeah, said it was coming not. on and then all of a sudden memphis wrestling came up but i digress yeah I um, but yeah, like you said about the continuity. So like, the final season they had like a storyline with Zach and Lisa, and they sort of have like a romantic thing happening, and then all of a sudden, it's like it never happened, and Zach's on to Tori, and then another episode they're not together, and he's trying to date Ginger, um, and that's the other thing they brought in like these three other characters to sort of like balance out the rest of the crew, which was Ginger who was played played by Bridget Wilson um, yeah. from Billy Madison. Yeah. Um, she played this like dumb blonde girl. She's actually really funny. If you, if you go back and rewatch the episodes and then they brought in this character Ox and I don't know what his real name is. <laughs> and then um, this other character, Pete, who was like a nerd. So those three characters were, were always sort of like involved with the, the, um, the original characters. Yeah. They were, but they're still sub characters. They weren't like, yeah, main they weren't characters. in there. Right. But they also brought in, uh, at one point during the show, they brought in Tori Spelling, which was one of her first big roles, and mm-hmm. she got to play Violet, and that was uh, Screech's girlfriend for like three or four episodes. Two. And two, two episodes she was in. That was it. But she's known for it, though, because she was yeah. so geeky and sweet, you know? And yeah, I thought that was really cool. And then they also brought in, oh my God, they brought somebody else in. I forgot who that Leah was. Leah Remini? Yes, Leah Remini. And yeah. she was Karosi. That was their last name. What was her name, though? Her first name. Um. Oh my god! It's I just watched the episode. Um, ugh, it's gonna drive me crazy. Hold I know. On, I'm looking it. for it now. I'm like Karosi, Karosi. Where is it? But that was her How name. Was it? it was like, oh man. Oh my god! It's gonna. It's driving me crazy. I literally just watched it, Dustin. <laughs> like it's. I watch it. I'm not even kidding. I had it on before we started doing this because I watch it every friggin' Saturday. Stacy Karosi. Stacy, that's right. That's. I should remember that. That's so silly. But yes, that was the first thing. I Every time I saw her in anything after that, I was like, she was on Saved by the Bell. Yeah. Every single time. Yeah. And like, hey, I know her. And, you know, she became big from, I think it was King of Queens. Mm-hmm. And that's where everybody yeah. really started noticing her. And I was like, she was on Saved by the Bell. She was on another sitcom before this. Well, I have to tell you, I remember her even before that. Um, I remember her being on, um, I think she was on an episode of like Growing Pains or something. Okay. Or no, who's the boss? She was on Who's the Boss? And she was Samantha, Samantha Maselli's friend, Alyssa Milano's friend. Right. And she ended up becoming a model and she ended up being on a show called Living Dolls, I think. And I think Kelly Berry was even in that show. I'm telling you, I know the most random pop culture. I do too. I I didn't know that, but now I will. (laughs) But I remember watching it and um, then it got canceled. And then I remember seeing her on Save by the Bell. And I was like, oh, she was on that show. Like, you're young. You don't know. Like, oh, they're not on that. Sh- um, they're they're like actors. They're on different things. <laughs> you know what I mean? I know. <laughs> you don't really pick up on it. It's like, oh, wow. I didn't realize. But, you th- but you're also taught, though, there's a lot of actors out there trying to get jobs. So yeah. the fact that these people are getting these jobs over and over is like, they must be doing something right. Um, but I will say, um, uh, so I listened to the podcast that Mark Paul Gossler does with uh, one of the writers of the reboot. His name's Dashiell Drixen. Driscoll. Driscoll. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
It's called Zack to the Future. Yes. And it's a really good show. And they just did an episode with Leah Remini talking about like when she was on the show. It's one of my favorite episodes. If like you okay, I'll definitely have to, to check it. that out. I didn't realize that. I think I had remembered Zack to the Future. Well, speaking of that, by the way, um, mm-hmm. Dashiell uh, Driscoll actually was one of the the producers and and writers of Zach Morris is Trash, mm-hmm. which is the funnier <laughs> die, like, you know, YouTube, basically, YouTube video series where they break down pretty much every episode of Saber the Bell ever and oh talk about God, how so much funny. of a horrible person Zach Morris is. And he is. He's. I mean, when he you is. look at it through that lens, you're like, oh, my God, he's horrible. Like, just, oh, yeah. The, not just the schemes. The schemes were fun, but then just the way he treats people in general. And which I want to kind of go into some of these old episodes, which some of the stuff that he did, like, I mean, we could talk about running Zach, the one where he oh had to God. do the, you know, the presentation on his, uh, his ancestry <laughs> basically. And he finds out that he was part native American and ends up like in a headdress. And I'm like, you are a blonde white boy. You do not need to be wearing this stuff. I don't care what you think is okay, but it's not. And it's like, such- it was oh, such a different time. It was such a different time. I think it was to, still cringeworthy then too, though. <laughs> it probably was, but they had like 50 year old guys writing the stories and um, like they probably thought it was appropriate, but he even talks about on his show, like um, he brought a native American guy on, I guess he was an actor or something, but he, he was so embarrassed, like even talking about it um, on his, on his show. But it, yeah, yeah it's, um, yeah, he finds like a photograph in like a trunk and suddenly he's Native American. And then he's talking to this guy who like lives in a garage that his teacher like re- re- referred him to. And um, he gives him like a stack of books and then he's running Zach because he's on track. And yeah, oh, well, the whole so reason weird. why he did the project in the first place is because he was going to get booted off the track team, which he yeah. was never a part of before this episode, by the way. No, Um <laughs> There's a lot of these things that they're like, all of a sudden I'm in the Glee club. He, they were in every club in the school Everything. for like an episode. But yeah, so he like, <laughs> he, he's like, oh, I can't be on track unless I pass my you know report or whatever. So, he, and the teacher helps him out and says, hey, here's this guy I want you to talk to. I'm like, you just happen to know this Native American guy who does all this research. Okay. So convenient. Yeah. So convenient. <laughs> but, and then the guy dies. And so, then yeah. tra- and then he's like, I'm not going to run this meet. And then. But then he gets visited by the guy in his dream. <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah, he appears to him, and he's like, you have to do this, Zach. And then he, yeah, he shows up to his report, to his presentation, wearing the headdress and everything, and he has like the, what is it? Is it called like a Tonka Tama or something? Hot. Oh, a, Tama, a Tonka toy. <laughs> That's a truck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he has that. It's it is. It's so racist. It's, it's so like bad. Unbelievable. Oh, man. There's other ones that are just really big. You know, I mean, everybody knows Jesse's song where Jesse gets, oh, yeah. he gets Jesse hooked on pain on, on um, not pain pillars <laughs> on uh, caffeine pills. Basically he doesn't, he basically get her hooked on them. Does he, or I thought that was Jesse doing it herself. I thought she was just taking them herself. I didn't, I don't remember. Um, I think it was the pressure giving... he was putting on her because yeah. of the girl group and she had to study and she didn't have time to rehearse and study and get all of her stuff done. So she started taking caffeine pills and he kind of encouraged it because he just kept saying, yeah, you got to get here and do this. And everybody's like, you know, yeah. something's wrong with Jesse. And he's like, whatever. And then he finally sees that she is going nuts and just, oh my God. And that's when the whole big breakdown happens. And everybody knows that. 
it's such an iconic thing now. It's so funny because she's like, it, like even in the reboot, she even talks about her caffeine addiction. It's so funny. Oh yeah. I love it. They go into like, so the whole thing was they're <laughs> supposed to be singing. I'm so excited and I just can't hide it. Yeah. And, and for some reason she can't get it out. She's so excited. I'm so scared, you know, so. <laughs> and that's such a thing that's like it's it, you know it's a mood it's actually a mood like nowadays it's funny but at the same time you're like you know what that's a mood for the past couple of years i'm so excited things are gonna be happening i'm so scared it just keeps happening. yeah that's accurate <laughs> i'm so excited we're gonna get out of this pandemic i'm so scared we're not gonna get there's out of another pandemic. variant coming damn it get vaccinated people <laughs> <laughs> I hear you on that. It's so dramatic. (laughs) But yeah. Um, Well, wait, I'm sorry. I don't want to cut you off. The the one that I just had on before I set everything up was the one with the uh, girl in the wheelchair. The teen line. Um, The teen line episode. Yeah. And the way he reacts to her when, oh my God, it's that's cringy. Because he's like, whoa, you're in a wheelchair. And she's like, yeah. Like, are you turned off? Because I'll leave if you want. It's so awkward. And then he's just so. And she's just like just a charity so... case at that point. Yeah. And and yeah. she's like, I'm not your charity case, you know. And the whole <sighs> point of that. Yeah. Because he's they do this whole teen line to help teens out. And he basically uses it as a dating hotline. Oh, this girl yeah. sounds cute. So I'm going to ask her out. And then he asks her out. And she ends up being in a wheelchair. And he's like, oh, crap. I was Tori, prepared for yeah, this. Yeah, Tori even says, um, you know, don't make it personal don't like give people your name or anything and then he totally just like disregards everything she says asks this girl out and shows up and he's sort of like oh uh okay i guess i'll date a girl in a wheelchair but just be a total asshole about it (laughs) (laughs) he literally proves that zach morris is trash that's right He was trash in that episode, I will oh. say. <laughs> well, they also had fun ones as well. Well, there's also another one he did where he did, uh, it was called Cream for a Day, and that's with the zit cream. And oh, yeah. he, he's like, oh, man, this stuff gets zits gone. And they go they go quick, but then like a day later, wherever you put the zit cream, like turns maroon, like bright maroon. And then <laughs> poor Kelly is like, I'm so scared about what I'm going to look like. She wants to be homecoming queen, I think. Yeah. And so she ends up, oh, I just put a couple... Um, he goes, where did you put that zit cream? She goes, I just put it a couple places here and there. He goes, okay, good. He goes, then I put it all over. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and she ends up with this clown red face. But like, then they try to use it to their advantage by saying they're just... Uh, school they're spirit. Shady, yeah, a shady side. They're shady side. They're no. Bayside High colors. Even though um, those that Bayside High colors should be shady side colors, though. But, that's, yeah. you know, um, <laughs> we're not going to get into that, but... I don't know why I felt that. That's so weird. I know. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so she's like, that That was funny. And uh, we have stuff like, and you have the stupid episodes like Dancing to the Max, which the only one, and that's like the first episode of our, as far as new Save of the Bell goes. But And the only thing, I don't really remember what happens in that other than it's a dance contest with Casey Kasem. Mm-hmm. And Lisa does, because you have Screech the Geek who likes Lisa, the, the popular rich girl. And she doesn't want anything to do with Screech, but she ends up spraining her ankle and nobody wants to go to the max dance contest with her because she has a sprain. And that's where they invent the quote sprain. The sprain. Um, yeah. <laughs> where everybody's just you know, hopping around on one leg. <laughs> I have to tell you, it's so funny because a lot of the earlier episodes, um, 
they're just sort of like a jumbled like mess in my brain. Yeah. Because I like going into like almost the end of season three and then the last two seasons. And I'll just put them on just to have them on sometimes just even in the background. So those ones are always like embedded in my head for some reason. But those earlier episodes, they, to me, they're just so young. They look so young to me. And I can't. Um, well, they were far from their ages episodes. that they were supposed to be playing anyway. So, yeah, like, yeah, they're act. They're true to that. But I was like, I can't there. I just like as a show like evolves. I like getting into like the later seasons for some reason. I don't know. I it's because they. I guess they have like a um, like they, they're gelling more and they have they're more, more seasoned. Like, uh, no, yeah. that and just like that's where you left off. You left off of them in the later seasons, so you're yeah. that's like the last view of your mind and in your mind's eye. It's what they looked like, what's what they sounded like, what they did. So going back to the early ones, like this is weird, but I totally yeah, get. It. That's it's like true. That's like watching Friends again, and you watch oh, the yeah. first couple seasons, and you're like, it's not the same as later Friends. But even I like, say that all the time. Well, it's like okay, last like. So you got the first two seasons of Friends and you got like the last couple seasons of Friends. And then you got the really sweet spot right there in the middle, which is where the main Friends references and stuff are. And, you know, and that's kind of like any show, really, if you think about it. They all have a sweet spot. And that's, yeah, I totally get that. Like the season three, especially early season four of Saved by the Bell. Oh, yeah. That feels, that's Saved by the Bell. Yes. And, you know, we had stuff like, oh, my God. Another one was Home for the Holidays, which is about the homeless girl at the mall. Oh, my God. <laughs> which is a two-parter, and they're putting on A Christmas Carol, and it's the worst scheming episode I've ever seen. And oh he's like, God. we're going to give you guys a place to stay, and the next episode, they don't live with them anymore. They're gone. <laughs> they are you know, I gone. Could, I, I can see in my head watching that during the holiday, because they must have like aired it at like a weird time. But I can see my bedroom when I was a kid, and I had it on, and I said... I remember going, oh, I don't think I ever saw this one. And I sat and watched it. And I said, oh, he's Zach's with um, a homeless girl now. It's so weird. <laughs> I have such a weird memory about that. <laughs> oh, my God. But no, what I looked up on that was like following that episode, like in the same year, like it was right after it. Like it was still in December, I think. And they did a mystery weekend episode. The one where they did the murder oh, mystery. Yeah which was also really stupid and you figure it out like really early on. Like that's not a, that's not a woman. It's so obvious. <laughs> that's that a guy in a horrible drag, a but whatever. I like those episodes though. Like the little one all in the mall and the mystery weekend and the, um, the Hawaiian style. Resort. The look, I did watch that and the Vegas one. And cause I hadn't seen them in years and they're hard to watch for me. They're not like, those aren't fun for me. I just like the regular series and um, the Hawaiian one's not bad, but the Vegas one's terrible. Well, the Vegas <laughs> like, one comes after that. the college years, which the college yeah. years took a minute to get good. And then it got good. Then it kind of already dwindled out. Like by the end of the well, the one season that it had, it had a yeah. sweet spot too within that season that a couple episodes were really good, but it didn't have the same characters. Not all of them. Anyway. They different. got rid of Jesse and, and Lisa. I think Lisa shows up for an episode. An episode, yeah. And this is during Those the time I that Jesse was in Showgirls, I think. Yeah, because she was already like auditioning. For Elizabeth things. Berkeley, sorry. <laughs> Jesse. Um, yeah, I I remember watching that because I was I think I was in like ninth grade when that came out. And I said, Oh, I'm gonna start watching this. And um I it just kind of died off for me. Yeah. And I keep yeah. saying I'm gonna go back and like watch them again just to 
remember, but it's very vague for me that whole se- that whole season. Well, that was the one thing about that season. That was the one season that was in, during primetime, like during yes. nighttime TV with the regular shows, not you know Saturday morning cartoon time, which yeah. I thought was neat. And we got, I think it was seventh or eighth grade actually for me, because um, it was like ninety three. I think is when it came out. So I would have been okay. 12, 13, something like that. Um, yeah. Yeah, I would have been 12 and 93. So I would have been seventh grade, I think. But Okay, uh, then I was like eighth grade. So I was, yeah. How old are you? I'm 40. Okay, turned- I'm a year older than you then. <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> I knew we were like close in age. <laughs> well, you just turned 41 and I'll be turning 41 here in January. So you're not too much oh. older than me. You're like six months okay. older. <laughs> were you born in 1980? 81. Okay, yeah, I'm a, I'm a year older than you then. <laughs> well, not technically. You're a few. You're like half a. You're like half a year older than me. Look, Dustin, I go by the year. Sorry, I'm a year older than you. I go by technicalities. <laughs> Schematics. Oh my goodness. <laughs> okay, let's get into this new show, the new mm-hmm. Say by the Bell, the reboot. Now, we already had kind of a reboot before when the other gang went to the college years and we had Saved by the Bell, the new class, which basically just created new names for the same old characters and slapped new faces on them. It was yeah. that was it. You had a different type of Screech character. You had a different type of Zack, in which they rotated in and out some of these Zack type characters. And they oh only kept God. like a couple of them. Um, Through the whole run of the show. I So, did you watch that when it was aired? I did. Aired? And then they even brought, like, after a season or two, they brought Screech back to be an administrative mm-hmm. assistant to building, in which that was basically just this. It was, he basically became the Urkel of the show. Like, it was all about yeah. him. In which, no, this isn't good. But um, you have Bianca Lawson, the, the ever, uh-huh. you know, the never changing. Um, never aging. Never aging lady. <laughs> My God, she still looks the same. She can still play a teenager today. It's really weird. She could, yeah. But yeah, you had a lot. They just weren't good. They just weren't. It was really, it was Saved by the Bell light. Like if you wanted, you know, a cola and it was called Saved by the Bell, then you'd get Diet Saved by the Bell for Saved by the Bell, the new class. Yeah, it wasn't the same. I do remember when it they announced they were coming out with this like spinoff. And um, I said, oh, like, cool, I can, like, watch this new show. And I remember, like, seeing, like, the actors. And I was like, oh, well, that's, like, the Lisa. That's the Screech. That's the Zach, whatever. But then, yeah, like, the next season, they recast. And then they kept doing it and doing it and doing it. But it lasted longer than the original Stay by the Bell, which I thought was crazy. Yeah, I I thought that was weird, too. I'm like, how does this keep going? It's just a cash cow somehow. I don't know. But no one remembers Stay by the Bell, the new class. They remember Stay by the Bell, so... I remember vague, like very vague early, uh, the very first season, but, um, yeah, it's just sort of died off with me too, because I just was getting older and I wasn't interested in it, but now I'm so interested in watching it because I'm so like, I wonder if it's the same that it, how bad it was back. Then. It probably is. It's probably still just, it's probably worse. It's probably. <laughs> we thought it was bad back then. It's probably really bad now. Probably. So, you know, that's probably one of those things. But anyway, so in 2019, Peacock decided they wanted to bring back Stay by the Bell again in a different type of reboot. So they tasked uh, Tracy Wigfield mm-hmm. and Tracy Wigfield as um, well, she's she's pretty seasoned. She's done a lot of things. She's worked on 30 Rock and, and this other show called Great News. And they tasked her with, you know, recreating and reestablishing everything, which she ended up working with Elizabeth Berkeley and Mario Lopez and a few other people. And who also, you know, 
uh, co-produce this with her. Um, and they decided they're going to kind of go a little bit more in way of, in the era of Zach Morris's trash, they're going to be more self-aware <laughs> in their comedy. Yeah. So, which I liked, I thought that was a good angle to take because otherwise it would have been Saved by the Bell, the new class again, you know? Right. And you still got those tropes or those types of things that happen, but they make more fun of it. Like, you know, this is ridiculous. Like this is, we're a ridiculous show. Saved by the Bell is ridiculous. Let's just be ridiculous. And we're going to point it out as we're going along. It um, reminds me of 30 Rock. So like knowing that she, um, Tracy Wigfield worked for, worked on 30 Rock. Um, when I first watched the reboot, I said, oh, this is just like 30 Rock because with the humor and how they go about the um, the comedy with it. And I love that because I They're love self-aware. It's a self-aware show in a way, you know, and it's just more goofy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. And it's it's not a laugh track like studio mm-hmm. sitcom like it used to be, which yeah, I kind of missed that a little bit. But, I, you know, but this works. They made this it work does. somehow. Um despite using a completely different backdrop for the school <laughs> it's a completely different <laughs> looking school now but whatever um <laughs> even though the inside looks somewhat the same so in this setup we have um we have they do a different setup for this it's more about zach morris is now governor zach morris and mm-hmm. he thinks that you know well i need to bail out some people and mainly the fossil fuel industry so he cuts budgets to all these underprivileged schools and said you know what we're going to send all these schools to all these overprivileged schools basically <laughs> and a lot of these kids from this school douglas high end up getting transferred over to bayside high and that's where we meet our three main characters from there and that's daisy aisha and Devonte. and you know Devonte is supposedly a thug Back at his old school, he's kind of you know irreverent, doesn't really care you know about anybody but himself. He just kind of sticks to himself. He's kind of chill. You have Aisha, who's you know a jockey type, who I think is the new Tory in a way. Um, yeah. And then you have uh, Daisy, who is in our point of view of the Say by the Bell world, is the new Zach as far as talking to the audience and giving the timeouts. Right. But she's not a schemer like Zach. She's a good girl. She's smart. She wants to do everything by the book. But, you know, of course, they end up at Bayside High. And things don't go by the book at Bayside High. People get away <laughs> with things they shouldn't. That, that was one of my quotes I wrote down because I lost audience. I had written down a whole bunch of stuff and notes. And I completely left it at work. So, But one of the notes I'd written down was like Governor Zach's like, you know, kids should be able to go to school where they can, you know, do things freely and, you know, pull pranks on the principal without consequences, you know, <laughs> and it's like, yeah, that's, that's it right there. And, I don't even remember that. Yeah. That was at the beginning of the season. And, um, when he's talking about, I'm governor Zach and that's where everybody calls him governor Zach. I'm like, of course yeah. I do. Um, uh, blonde was, Falcon. <laughs> he's still married to Kelly and they have a son named Mac Morris, which is perfect mm-hmm. naming. And, um, so what happens is, so, Jesse works at the school now and she's the guidance counselor. She is, I guess she got her PhD. I don't know why she would go back to public school, probably to keep an eye on her son, Jamie, who is basically, <laughs> I want to say a screech and a Slater mix in a way. Um, he's the jock who's kind of bumbling and dumb, even though screech, oh, screech was supposed to be really dumb. smart, but he was dumb. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Um, it but never Jamie's made sense like to me. Hot dumb jock. <laughs> he is. He is. He's a good looking guy too. His name is, is Belmont Camilli. Yeah, and what a name. He that is his name. You look at him like, yep, his name Belmont. Yep. Um, 
just like uh, the guy who plays Devontae's Dexter Darden. He looks Dexter, like a Dexter. Yeah. Doesn't he? That was funny. But uh, so you have, you know, Jesse's back at the school. Her, you know, she still goes by Jesse Spano. And uh, we get introduced to her via the new principal, Principal Ron Todman, who <laughs> is a dumber building, basically. I think of him as what um, if Belding had a baby with Michael Scott from The Office. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Just really stupid. Like, you don't understand. But he's smart at the same time. Like, he has insightful moments, you know. But, like, he introduces Jesse and it's like, so this is, you know, our guidance counselor. She's won awards, you know. And she also wrote a book called I'm So Excited, I'm So Scared of Parenting. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and that's how she's like introduced. I know it's so funny. The and then you meet, and then you see AC Slater again, and he is the coach of the school. And you know what mm-hmm. though, it makes sense. It totally makes it sense. Does. He's where he's supposed to be. <laughs> that is his, yeah. his thing. It's perfect. I like that they just brought those two on because, um, you know, you do see as the show goes on, we think they're going to get back together, that type of thing. But it would have been weird if they had like all of them somehow working at the school again and like yeah. just you know what i mean i thought it was really smart that they made him the um the coach and the gym teacher and jesse the guidance counselor um because you're still in that world of stay by the bell you know what right. i mean you do have to not think too much about it and this is making me think though that this has ne- like maybe the new class never happened because you would think screech would still be working at that school yeah, that's true. Or have something to do that. with the administration or, you know, <laughs> and you would hear about Screech. We don't even hear about Screech. I think maybe once. And yeah, you mentioned them just like once, I think. Really quick when they have some of the old cast members back on. But yeah, yeah but thing is, Dustin Diamond won't be on because he died earlier this year. I think he had cancer or something. Yeah. He was on the outs with a lot of them anyway because of some book he wrote that he claims his ghostwriter made up a bunch of stuff. Like, I think you probably said some of these things, buddy. You know. Um, yeah, he put himself in a really bad place with the rest of them. But I will say, after he died, they did sort of like show their respects to him. And yeah. um, I know that Mark Paul Gossler does speak highly of him from working with him. He doesn't, he never puts them down or anything. So, you know, that type of thing. Well, so I like that, you know. Um, yeah. And I'm wondering if, since he died this year, if they're going to mention it in the next season. I know. Of this, I thought the so. same thing. I'm hoping that they, they do. Maybe they do some, some kind of memorial of... episode or something right. of Screech. Yeah. But um, the cool thing is, like I said, the, the school looks about the same. Like they took the main hallway that you always saw and they mm-hmm. just added on to it so that you could see, oh, what's around that corner or, you know, yeah. which I thought was cool. Um, I'm like, good. I'm glad they keep going back to this hallway. The principal's office is right there, you know. Um, yeah. I like that too. <laughs> there's some stuff like, so Principal Toddman, which <laughs> I love his name is Toddman. Like his name is Todd, man. You know, I don't know. <laughs> but he's Ron Toddman. And he's talking about like the administration doesn't listen to me. He was like, I try to ask the uh, superintendent, Hey, can I get a chair that doesn't have little bitch carved into the side of it? And he goes, okay, let me get back to you little bitch. Yeah. He goes, I'm waiting to hear his call. <laughs> you idiots. Yeah. He really is a funny character though. He really is. Cause Michael, like, yeah, his name is, uh, uh, oh my gosh, John Michael Higgins. Mm-hmm. And he's been in a lot of stuff. He's been fired up. He was in the pitch perfect movies. And he's just hilarious. Yeah. He's just smart. I don't know what it is. He's got this great comedic timing. Right. Yeah. If you see him, you're like, oh, I've seen him in a million things. And then you, yeah, you look him up and he's like, I, he's been in a million things, but he really is a really good comedic actor. 
I've always enjoyed everything he's been in. Everything I've seen him in, he's done really well, I think. Um, yeah. But yeah, so we got this new show, and then we also got a new version of the sitcom, which is by Lil Yachty. <laughs> I don't know about you, but when the, before the show dropped and they came out, well, here's the show's new theme, and they played it, yeah. I was like, what the hell is this mess? It yeah, was, I didn't like it either. I didn't like it. I got used to it, though. Me too. After but, the vibe of the show, it kind of made sense. It went along with the vibe of this show, not old Say by the Bell, but new Say by the Bell, yeah. you know, and where it's a throwback, but it's also something new at the same time, which, you know. Yeah. I, I, just, I think that this show created a completely new universe in a way, and I like it a lot. A lot of people don't because they were expecting old Say by the Bell. I'm like, that's the new class. If you want something like that, watch the new class because that's yeah. all. Yeah. But this one, I don't know how people just like. Ugh, I don't know. I don't get it either. It's it is so funny, and it's they like they're constantly making fun of themselves and referencing the old show and like all of those fun uh, Easter eggs that they bring back. I love it. I don't know how anybody, especially if you're a fan of the original, watch this and not think it's not funny or like they don't like it. Well, like that's how you can tell, like Zach Morris's trash, it has an influence on it because, like I said, Dashiell Driscoll is a writer yeah. on this show, is one of the head writers, and so has to like say, "Hey, this would happen, or this wouldn't happen," you know, because I've watched the damn show a million times, so yeah, <laughs> you know, and, that, and they're like, they you you can totally tell they use his insight because pretty much every cast member of this show is a producer of the show at the same time. Did you know yeah. that? I, I mean, mean, they should, they should be, <laughs> <I> mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they need to make they need to make some uh, more money somehow. <laughs> yeah, they <laughs> do. That's true. But like even in the first it. few moments, like you meet, you see, you see Mac Morris, which is Zach's son, who's almost a spitting image. It's really weird. They did a yeah. great job of casting him, which is his name is Mitchell Hoog, which oh, I hate that last name, but you know, sorry, Mitchell. Um, <laughs> but uh, he <laughs> he's perfect. He's perfect as that character. And then you have Josie Tota, who is a trans actress who is one of the producers and obviously they, they mm -hmm. became a producer and worked around and, and started, you know, working a trans character into the universe, which works because they don't like harp on it, but they let you know, yeah, I'm trans. Um, it is the popular girl, the, the popular cheerleader character, which I love that too. And I love it. How one of the first interactions we see is Lexi walks up and says, uh, I scheduled my birthday party on the same night as my parents' wedding anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> what am I going to do? And then Max says, uh, I'll bet you $50 you can't break them up by the weekend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Make your parents divorce by the weekend. She goes, oh, you're on preppy. And I'm like, oh my They're God. They're so funny. <laughs> Their relationships is hilarious. But she's my favorite character through the whole Oh, yeah, series. totally. Has the best the line delivery and whatnot. But I think yeah. of Lexi and Mac as the new Zack and Slater. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, they're frenemies. They're always trying to one-up each other. But they're always around each other. Um you would think that Jamie Spano, the jock, would be asleep, but no, they decided we're just gonna make you dumb. You're just gonna I be like dumb. That they did that where they like changed everybody around because they didn't want to make it so obvious, I guess. Yeah, um, but you still but look yeah, for I those like archetypes, you know? Yeah, I liked it though because yeah, Jamie is so dumb. It's so funny. He's like at one point he goes, "Oh, I, I just ate a piece of chalk and I can't see." <laughs> my god and later on he's he like i'm gonna go eat some more chalk yeah yeah, <laughs> like, yeah what are you doing you moron <laughs> oh my god and he like one point he you know he jesse looks at the football roster and sees that aisha got quarterback and jamie didn't and jamie mm -hmm. usually is quarterback even though he sucks 
Um, he's all, oh, this is horrible. And she was like, no, baby, it's okay. They can't, they discontinued trick cereal and the rot rabbit never got any. I know. <laughs> he's like, oh. He was, I thought like, you were, Ooh. what were you thinking? I was upset about, oh, about this football roster. <laughs> oh, no. On the same day as the tricks thing. <laughs> yeah. It's just so dumb. I love it. I love, I just love stupid humor like that. It cracks me up. Oh, what I love, like, we're talking about Lexi. So, like, they all get paired with a, quote, Bayside buddy. So, mm-hmm. Aisha gets Jamie, and Lexi gets Devonte, and uh, Daisy gets Mac. In which Mac, like, really thinks of Daisy as his best friend now, somehow. I don't know how that happens, but he goes, hey, buddy. He always says that to her. Anyway, so... That I thought was cute, though. It is kind of cute. You're kind of like, you're almost rooting for them to get together in a way, but at the same time, you're like, no, they wouldn't work out. That's, they no, probably wouldn't yeah, work out. Yeah, I didn't out. look at it like that. I was, I always just was like, oh, that's so sweet. Because he's so, um, uh, it's almost like a naive type thing where he's like, oh, this new person's going to be my best friend. But he's, <laughs> but he's also like this big asshole half the time. Oh, he is. You know? She's like, at one point she says something like, I can't take, how am I supposed to take someone seriously who calls himself Dennis the Menace, but sexy? Yeah. <laughs> And I'm like, you know what, though? He's right. <laughs> he is kind of the sexy version of Dennis the Menace. <laughs> yeah, she she calls him out on all of his bullshit throughout the whole se- the whole series. Well, it's he so walks funny. up to her because she is Hispanic. She's Latina. And he walks up to her and says, what up, El Stupido? That's not racist. I call my mom that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was like, oh, my God. This is so it's like, stupid. It, it's still racist, Mac. Um, <laughs> She's just like, what? <laughs> But there's this one point where, like, Lexi is... So, you find out that Devante isn't as much of a thug as you thought he was going to be. He's just a really quiet guy who likes to sing. And he auditions for the school musical in the first episode. And he gets in. And Lexi ends up being the other lead opposite him. And he does not want anything to do with the drama club. He keeps (laughs) leaving the group chat. Just like, oh, look, you know, oh, you know... Devante joined the group chat and now he's out of the group chat. <laughs> and at one point she yells down the hall, Devante, stop negging me or I'm going to fall in love with you. Yeah. <laughs> it is really funny. Oh man. She tries so hard with him and he's, it took me a while to like his character though. Cause, um, it, I, I can't explain it. He just sort of like, it's the way he was so like, <sighs> I can't explain it, Dustin, but he just bothered me in the beginning. But as the show went on, he started to show like more of his personality and his like. Right. He was so closed off at the beginning, you know, like Slater's over here like, hey, man, I know what you're thinking. You're like, I don't I don't think you do. And he was like, yeah, I've been there. New guy, new school, (laughs) tough. You know, he's like, "Uh uh-huh. He goes, oh, you know me so well. What's my name? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, He goes, don't guess. Uh, Tony. Oh, the shield went up <laughs> and he walks off. That was, that was funny. And he goes, did you just sit backwards in a chair? I've never actually seen somebody do that before. Like <laughs> to talk yeah. to him, the heart to heart. Yeah. He calls out a lot of the stuff. He's, he's like the new character, like the one that wasn't in the original show. Like they just made a completely yeah. new character for him, which I think works. It, I'm glad they brought in a different archetype. Um, you also have like typical situations that come up in a Saved by the Bell show, like the one it's called the Bayside Triangle in which mm-hmm. Mac and Jamie both like the same girl and she's yeah. got this hourglass figure and blonde <laughs> hair and they both describe her the same way. And so, you know, Daisy just looks at the audience and says, it's the same girl. <laughs> like, that was one of my favorite episodes. It, it cracked me up. It's a great up. one. 
And she's it like, cracks me up so much. And Daisy gets so mad during this episode because she's like, they cannot be this stupid because they're like, I met the girl in my dreams. And then Jamie's like, I met the girl in my dreams. And uh, they're like, and her name's Pamela. And she's like, they're going to guess it. They're going to figure it out. Oh, and she bets Aisha 50 cents that she's going to keep her judgments to herself. So they're at the max. And that's when they're like, oh, uh, her name's Pamela. They're like, but my name's Pamela. You know what that means? We're not going to, we we only have to write one Valentine's Day rap or something like that. I forget. <laughs> and Daisy freaks. She's like, I can't take it. And she slams 50 cents down on the table and gives it to Aisha. And she's like, there, it's the same Pamela, you idiots. <laughs> it's so funny. I cracked up at that. And Mac oh walks off. He's all upset. And Jamie's all upset. And then Lexi looks over at him. He says, oh, Jamie, are you okay? Or does some b- dumb bitch ruin everything by opening her dumb bitch mouth? <laughs> I wrote that down, too. It made me laugh so hard. Oh, Because she says it so seriously. But she's like, she, she's like, you're such an asshole. <laughs> you ruined the natural orders of things. Things would have worked themselves out. Right. She's like, stay out of it. Like, don't get yourself involved. These things work themselves out themselves out. And and Pamela never talks in the episode. It's so funny. No, she, doesn't. <laughs> she doesn't say a single word. But you know what? That's happened several times on regular Save by the Bell. There was always a girl they right. were after who didn't speak. Just yeah. stood there and looked hot. You're like, Whoa. Oh, the other thing that I liked was that the it was a th- uh, throwback to the the original series with um from season five, the first episode the fight where Zach and Slater are fighting over the same new girl that just showed up to Bayside. And um, they start like at the end of the episode, they're like throwing punch on each other and food on each other. And then they're friends again. But the same thing happens in this episode with Jamie and Mac, where they're throwing like um, Mac puts (laughs) ice cream cone down Jamie's pants. And he goes, jokes on you. My penis was hot. (laughs) And then (laughs) I was like, I bet it was. (laughs) I was like, my oh, penis was already funny. hot. Like, oh uh, my god! And then, and then uh, Slater sort of calls them out and says, "I did the same thing. Uh, I used to fight with uh, my friend over the the same girl all the time. Actually, it was your dad, and it was over your mom. And then I met somebody, a new girl, and actually your mom. <laughs> and then he has to think. He has, he's like, oh, okay, I need to." You know, think about this, but well, that's when Max um, like, oh yeah, you're not best friends anymore. You know how I know that yeah. because we were gonna invite you to something, and then Zach's like, no, don't invite Slater. I'm not friends with him anymore. <laughs> oh no, he was gonna send him a Christmas card. That's like, right. She, he goes, my mom's gonna send you a Christmas card, but my dad said, uh, you know, don't because I don't talk to Slater or something like that. I don't even talk to and him anymore. Like, like, oh. I would have liked a Christmas card. I got a brand new set of magnets for my fridge. <laughs> <laughs> It's so stupid. It is really <laughs> dumb. Like, yeah, I can't. Oh my god. Oh yeah, and then they also do the a throwback to another episode called Teen Line, and they name this episode Teen Line, even though yeah. the Teen Line episode was one where you met the girl in the wheelchair. This version mm-hmm. is where they take everybody's phones because they think it's <laughs> distracting everyone. And then Mac Morris has a, snuck in a phone and has it in a room with a phone. Um, posted on the door and you can use it for 25 cents a minute she's like you're a payphone." he was no i'm yeah. not i'm an innovator and he was like no 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 he was people kept trying to take my phone so i had to hook it up to this cord it's one of those <laughs> phone cords and he was like you are a payphone." <laughs> he's like yeah, he's like, money here in my jacket <laughs> he says at one point he's like i am letting people pay to use my phone because she's like you're not it's a payphone." then he says that and she's like you're a payphone." <laughs> 
And at one point, he even goes, doo, doo, doo. He goes, please deposit 25 cents for another additional minute. He's, He's like, got this big bag of quarters with like a dollar sign on it. It's so funny. It's, I'm not a payphone. It's so good. It is such a good show. I actually really like it. And I think more people should really should check it out and keep an open mind. Maybe watch some Zach Morris's trash beforehand. So you kind of get in that mode of making fun of it at the same time. Yeah. Because they're making fun of themselves. Yeah. That's the whole point of it. I think, I think it's the the perfect thing about it, which I I love. I love it so much. I'm excited for the second season. I know they're coming back with it. I know. Um, And I'm wondering when it's going to be because this came out in November of 2020. Yeah. So I'm thinking it's coming up soon. It's got to be, I'm sure. It has to be. I was. That's what I assumed. I said, well, they, it came out in November. It's like coming up. I think they're probably finished filming it because they've been doing it for a while. I try to like keep up to date with like the actors on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I'm going to assume that it's going to come out around the same time, maybe like even the beginning of November. But I'm really looking forward to it. I And like, I know Lisa Turtle's coming back. Oh, good, um, because she was only in one scene last time. Yeah. But poor Mark Voorhees me. really messed with her face. Like, she messed up her face a lot, kind of like what Courtney Cox did. And you're like, oh, oh yeah. you just don't Courtney look Cox. the same anymore, you know? I mean, she well, looks better. She looks better, more like herself. But you start injecting stuff, and, you know, you're, you're messing with you're messing with some stuff. And, you know, and it's never going to be the same after that. You know, trying well, to fix know, something that um, should be fixed. Yeah, I agree with that. When you said Courtney Cox, I was like, yeah, she totally looks, she was beautiful. And all the things that she did to her face made her look just like, she almost looks like that lion lady. I don't know what her name is. I know the you're one talking who, about. Yeah. It just, yeah, it was the, it was the lip filler and she did some stuff with her, her T-zone, I think. She oh, looks yeah. more herself now that she's gotten away from it. But that stuff, the damage is done, you know? Yeah. She's still kind of plumped out in the lips and stuff. It doesn't look the same, but she looks better. She's just not. You know, and the that's same. the thing. Don't do that. Don't mess with your face, guys. That's, that's your moneymaker right there. Don't mess with it. But the thing with Lark Voorhees, they um they didn't ask her in the beginning. There was this whole thing with her on Dr. Oz where he um said, I guess he like had her go to it like a like a doctor, I guess, to figure out what was wrong with her. Cause she would, if you watch old interviews of her, she's not think or she doesn't talk. Um like she doesn't explain herself or she'll start saying words and it's all jumbled and it's not making sense. And she couldn't figure out what it was. And people thought that she was schizophrenic or she was bipolar, but she got a diagnosis where it's called schizoaffective disorder, where she cannot get the things to come out correctly. That's like what she's thinking in her head to come out of her mouth. It's kind of like uh, dyslexia, but for your mouth in a way. Yeah. I guess you could say that. But she got diagnosed with it, and um, uh, she she did like another episode where of Doctor Oz where she says she's doing so much better because I guess um, she's getting help with it and she's medicated and all this stuff. But she was upset because they she knew that they were doing the reboot, but they never reached out to her to do it, which bothered me. I was like, she's such a big part of the show; she's been on it since Good Morning Miss Bliss. Yeah, um, yeah. and uh, when I saw that she was in the episode, even just on the the shot that she did she did like she a, zoom, a zoom interview type thing that, yeah they were facetiming her and she was in paris yeah. or whatever but she um she sounded great and she even said on dr oz she can read her lines and and get the lines out because that's what she was trained to do her whole life 
And, um, I, you know, I give her, I give her a lot of credit because when somebody diagnoses you with like a ment, um, something wrong with your, your mental state or, um, you, you have mental health issues, people sort of like want to back off and like, maybe they don't want to work with you or they don't think you're capable of doing it, but I'm glad that she is a part of it again. Cause she should be a part of it. And, um, I'm good. I'm excited. Yeah. I hope I see more of her in the next season. I'm, I'm, I really want to see more of Lisa. I want her to have a little scheme in there somewhere. I want the adults to do some adult of, scheming. Uh, <laughs> I know. Uh, pie on your face, comrade. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see her with the other original characters. And um, I think Mario Lopez was doing behind the scenes uh, clips on his Instagram. And he showed her on the set. Good. And then he did it. He did a pan around and it was Mark Paul Gossler, um, Elizabeth Berkeley, and um, Tiffany Amber Thiessen. And he was the one filming. I was like, I got so excited. I was like, oh, she's a part of it. That's she's great. actually on the set. And they're probably going to so, have Zach on a little bit more this season, I would think, because they wanted him on more. Because, um, which I think is actually good they didn't. They let these other these yeah. new characters establish themselves a little more in the first season. But the reason why they couldn't is because he had a contract. He was in... Um, uh, uh, excuse me, Mixedish, which is the right, prequel yeah. to Blackish, in which it was on ABC. This is an NBC project, so he couldn't only he could only do like so many episodes for another network or whatever. Mm-hmm. So he could only do like a couple. He could still produce it, but he just can't be in it. Right. And so now he'll be able to be in more stuff because Mixedish is canceled now. So, um, which I like that Zach will be back a little bit more, and I'm hoping that maybe Zach grows a little bit. Zach needs to grow. He's 40 something years old. He needs to grow up. Um, yeah, he's still like this. He's still the where same. We left off is where like, it seems like Mac Morris and the, is like growing a heart. Like he actually cares, you know, Yeah. because you know, the, what you don't know about this new series, which we kind of, we jumped around it. It's no big deal. Is that a lot of the, the parents, the PTA or whatever, do not <laughs> want these new kids at these kids from these low end schools at their high end, you know, prep public school, basically. And Mm -hmm. they want to get them out. So they try to get funding for their schools back and and try to send these kids back. And, and it's all about the new kids. Like, no, we don't want our friends to leave. We just made friends with these kids, you know, and we don't care if they're in a different tax bracket. And, (laughs) but, uh, and that's where you kind of start seeing Mac and Lexi and all them having like a heart and they're actually doing good things, scheming for the greater good kind of thing. Yeah. And not just for (laughs) selfish reasons. Which, They're like, what is empathy? <laughs> they don't know what empathy yeah. is. <laughs> don't have like she goes. Well, we don't have one of those things to make you bloop bloop to get all her all her books on her iPad. Oh, yeah. We don't have one of those things. Don't have. I don't under, <laughs> like. He just doesn't understand the concept. <laughs> you don't have a poster guy. Um, <laughs> no. Oh yeah, no, I'm the a regular person. <laughs> How about when she when Ron Todman? <laughs> he's like, oh, you're. Uh, he tells Daisy that he. Uh, has her posters for student president, class mm-hmm. president. And she's like, well, where did you get that? And she's like, well, the janitor throw, gives me the cool things that people throw away. And he has her poster. And he says, I got a Gucci hat and a necklace that smells. <laughs> she's oh like, my oh, God. cool. That, so by the way, I wanted to bring it back to that scene, actually. And this was actually a really good message that one of those good, like, you know, insightful things that Ron Todman does say from time to time. And he's talking about how, um, how basically Mac and Lexi, they, they find out that, oh, they're scheming to be student uh, council president, mm-hmm. just like Daisy wants to be, but because they want the parking spot. That's the yeah. only reason why they get it. So then they find out that student council president has to spend spring break in Washington and go to these mm-hmm. like, you know, these meetings and all these, you know, 
seminars and whatnot. And they're like, no, no, we don't want to do that. So they, they scheme to get Daisy popular enough to win. And she does. She goes, but I didn't do that. That's wrong. I don't understand. This is not right. And she goes to, you know, principal Todman and Todman says, you need to just take it. This was a yeah. win. Take this. You'll be able to do good things with this. And he's like, the one thing, these kids might be spoiled. They might, you know, have no awareness of anything, but they never feel guilty about taking their place at the table. Mm-hmm. And what's a good message? Like, don't feel guilty about getting a leg up. You get a leg up, yeah. take it, you know, just don't screw people over, you know, just be a good person still. And what's what, yeah. what she does. She uses, she, she screws them over and says, yeah, you're neither one of you are getting this parking spot. I'm going to make this the new bus stop. Good. Yeah. She's <laughs> so that we don't good. have to walk a mile to get to the school. <laughs> well, the, and the other thing too, um, the, the, you have to spend your spring break in Washington. That was a throwback to the original as well, where Zach and Jesse are competing for that. And they want to go and spend the week in Washington. But I think Zach decides he, at the end, they're like, oh, I get to go to Washington. And he's like, I have to go to Washington or on spring break or something like that. Um, and he gets mad. And then I think Jesse ends up getting it. But yeah, yeah that's I, right. I, I forgot about that. I like how There's they recycled so some things. of the old concepts. Yes, it's. I love it. I love stuff like that. It's like even when on on um, my show on on Creek Talk, we I get so excited when I see like little things that Kevin Williamson did on Dawson's Creek. All the posters, with, yeah. <laughs> oh my! Like it's and like even like little references from like other things that projects he's done where he throws it into that first season. And I and me and Jamie just get so well. Jamie doesn't know like all of them as much as I do, but she gets it like the concept of Easter eggs. So she gets excited for me. <laughs> She's like, I love it. <laughs> But I'm like, the screen poster was in his room. Like, I love it. <laughs> and they move those posters around a lot. I don't know what's to do a with lot. that. A <laughs> lot. Well, thank you so much, Stephen. Um, I, I really do appreciate you coming on and talking to me about, about Save by the Bell. And I, I oh, love no the problem. show. I really love the old show. I love the new show. I love the new cast. I think anybody should show, you know, should watch it. Check it out. Try it out. Yeah. You know, it's not going to be like the same sitcom. It's a completely different type of show, but it's it's still fun and you just have to have oh, fun yeah. with it. Where can we find you, Steven? Uh, you can find me at on Instagram at Creek talk podcast and on Twitter at Creek talk pod. And um, just, you know, click around there, follow me. And you can find stuff. Creek talk pretty much anywhere. Podcasts are played. Right. You yeah. want to put in, I want to preface this. If you're looking for it, look for Creek talk, a Dawson's Creek podcast. If you can, if you can search all that, that's probably the best bet. There's a lot of other, <laughs> There's another show called Creek Talk, and it's like a Christian show, and it's not the same I know, show. Like, I know. I looked it up, and I said, "Oh, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't notice that." Yeah, but yeah, you're the one who said to me. Uh, I typed in Dawson's, and it came up, and I appreciated that. I was like, "Okay, it helped. It helped a lot." I was um, like, "This, this show's got to be here. I know it is." <laughs> but I wanted to tell you, thank you for asking me to do this. I really had a lot of fun, and I have to tell you, I really appreciate you sharing our stuff and like helping us get our stuff out there and getting people to listen. Like you've been very helpful with the whole process. Just even telling me like, get a link tree and like go on pod chaser, which I still don't understand. Hey, you <laughs> have to pick up I, on it. That's more of like a Twitter thing, but yeah, it's confusing sometimes, but, um, but yeah, I'm, I just really appreciate like the help and the uh, like the advice that you've given us to, Oh, you're yeah, very welcome. You like, I want to spread the knowledge it. as much as I can. If I can help somebody else become successful, maybe that'll yeah. help me in the long run too. You never know. Karma. That's what it's about. Uh, yeah. Exactly. 
<laughs> Try to do no, good like, and maybe you know, good things will come, right? But yeah, like you don't you don't have to do that and you did it and it, like it meant a lot to me just with the whole process of it cuz it's so it's a lot of work. <laughs> I'm sure you know. <laughs> it is. It does. It's, it takes a lot of time. There's a lot more effort in podcasting than just push oh record and then, you know, uploading it. There's a lot more to it. There's not just the editing, there's also you know, just research. There's, you know, just communicating online, trying to get the word out every yeah. episode. You know, it's it's a lot to do. It is. It is. So, yeah, I appreciate it. So thank you. Well, thank you. <laughs> and if you want to get in contact with me, you can find me on Twitter at Dustin underscore Holden or on Instagram at Dustin can read. You can also reach me via email at Dustin can read pod at gmail.com. And please rate and review on Apple podcasts or Podchaser or wherever you listen to the show. I appreciate it. And if you want to leave a tip for me on buymeacoffee.com slash Dustin can read, I wouldn't be mad. So (laughs) (laughs) I encourage you to do that as well eventually. Um, (laughs) So thank you again, Stephen. I really appreciate it. And, you know, hang loose, California dude. I don't don't know. Until next time, Dustin can watch. Friends forever. Oh, Lord. (laughs)